You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. Welcome to Always Right Radio with Bob France on AM 1420. The answer. Hour number two underway now on Always Right Radio, AM 1420, The Answer. Thanks so much for being with us. It's a Tuesday, eight minutes after 10 o'clock, 23rd morning, eighth month, year of our Lord, 2022. This is the year we've been waiting for. This is the midterm election we pointed to literally after they stole the election in 2020. And we said what we need to do is focus our sights on 2022, try to tread water, don't let too much bad happen in two years, and then we retake control. Uh, limit and make uh, Biden a lame duck in his first term. All of this stuff is, uh, is, is very, very doable. We pointed to this, and so far we've staved off most of the worst things. We don't have two new states yet. Uh, they didn't uh, destroy the filibuster yet. They didn't pack the court yet. Most of the worst things have been held off. And uh, we've got two, about three months left now. What, with 70-some-odd days left before we can uh, get to the polls and take power away from the demon rats? Um. It is beyond important that these elections, in order to make this happen, are free and fair. It is beyond important that we do not have a repeat, a recurrence of what happened on November 3rd of 2020. It is beyond important that we no longer have stuffed drop boxes, that we no longer have countless numbers of mail-in ballots sent to people who may or may not even exist anymore or live at addresses anymore. It is extraordinarily important that we have an an election we can put our faith in in November, in order to uh, in order to to stop the damage and to limit the damage to what has already been done. That's my backdrop for introducing Tom Zawistowski. Uh Tom, of course, is the president of the We the People Convention. He is also the leader of the Portage County Tea Party and many other titles, and he's working his tail off on the issues of election integrity. So have been Catherine Engelbrecht who founded and started True the Vote, very, very, very important organization, and her technical partner, Greg Phillips. They were the individuals behind Dinesh D'Souza's and featured in Dinesh D'Souza's 2,000 Mules, which chronicled so much of the theft of the 2020 election. And now they're in trouble, and Tom wants to help them. Tom, thanks for being with us, my friend. Good morning. Good morning, Bob. Glad to be with you. So... Election integrity is, of course, I mean, I don't know if there's anything more important. You know, we talk about free speech being the most important thing, and that's true, it is, but I think they literally kind of all go hand in hand. We cannot defend free speech. We cannot defend the Constitution if we are constantly having elections stolen from us. And there are some people who have gone out of their way and put themselves in great jeopardy to shine a spotlight on the malfeasance, on the uh, you know illegitimacy of the 2020 election. And now as we try to make sure 2022 is on the up and up, um, these people are in danger. Uh, tell us the story as you know it about Catherine and Greg and what we, what we have in front of us. Well, Bob, it's very disturbing, and and you know, uh, you know, as you know, in two thousand mules, they put a lot of evidence. They showed you know, pings, cell phone pings, showing people going to drop boxes multiple times. You know, that would be way more than someone just casually walking by. In other words, the, the, the pings showed an intent. They had video of these mules 
dropping ballots, you know, in drop boxes and not just one or two, but, you know, they would do a circuit where they're going to, you know, 10, 12, 20 drop boxes and dropping ballots. And, and basically, in the, if I may, Tom, in the dead of night, that's a, if for those who have not seen those who have not seen 2000 mules. First of all, I don't know what you're waiting for. But just so you know, what we're talking about is in the dead of night at two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning, because who, of course, doesn't have, you know, I've got these 15, 20, 25 ballots here from 15 to 20, uh, you know, family members. Yeah, family members. And I feel like feel like I should probably go get these in the mail. I'm going to go drop them in the drop box at 3 a.m. And you know what? I've got a really, really big family. Here's 25 more. I'm going to go not to the same Dropbox I just went to, but to a different Dropbox and dump those in there. It's all family. It's all legal. It's on the up and up. We're allowed to deliver things, deliver ballots for people in our family who can't deliver them themselves. I have a lot of infirm older people here that I live with. And you know what? Here, look at that. There's a few more. I'm going to go to a third Dropbox. All of this in the dead of night. And and I say this, of course, all tongue-in-cheek, Tom, just to illustrate the absurdity that they thought they could get away with and all of which is proven in the movie i'm sorry continue no that's that's great and 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 of course they did that like 20 days in a row right <laughs> like we all vote 20 times in a row right and and so the the problem was that that you know the last media the you know the the lamestream media would you know rejected 2000 mules and said well that doesn't really prove anything you know you don't have convictions you don't have proof uh, that anything was wrong and and the problem has been getting law enforcement to engage on this issue whether, you know regardless of whether you're talking about federal law enforcement or state or even local law enforcement there's no one that really is in is responsible i guess you would say for uh, investigating and bringing charges everyone passes the courts don't want to hear anything about it do they bob oh no no, no we don't want to talk about election law right so that was bad enough and and it's pretty clear you know the polls show that most americans feel that the election in 2020 wasn't on the up and up and that there was this this nefarious activity but underneath all of this there's been concern about foreign government interference. And, you know, the, the Democrats were the ones claiming that Trump was a Russian agent and that the Russians stole the 2016 election. But how dare we, when they steal the 2020 election, uh, suggest that maybe there was outside interference, right, Bob? You know, th- th- you know, you're just conspiracy theorists. And notice how the name China never, ever comes up. It's always Russia, Russia, Russia. So at the pit meeting last uh, a week ago Saturday uh, in Arizona, uh, through the vote had a meeting where they invited a pretty small number of trusted you know people, 150 or so from around the country who have been involved in election integrity, and I was honored to be at this meeting. And the purpose of the meeting, Bob, was to unveil something very serious that they had discovered and that they just didn't know what to do with. So at the meeting, uh, they streamed a lot of it, and you can find those links at wethepeopleconvention.org and go to our podcast page, a little yellow button on the front page. Take you to the podcast page. You'll see the links to the streaming video. But they did not stream 
the final part of the of the meeting because they weren't sure whether they wanted to get it out to the public or not. Since then, uh, Catherine has told me directly that they've decided that they're going to just let it out and let the American people know what they found and see where the chips may fall because they don't know what else to do, Bob. They, they just feel that they have to, to try to do this. So here's the long and short of it, folks. Um, about a year ago this time, uh, August of last year, uh, the True the Vote team was doing research on election integrity. You know, they've, they've collected databases from all the Secretary of State. They've got what they think is a national voter file. Uh, they've, you know, they've done all kinds of affidavits and FOIA requests and, and, and got documents and things like that. And so, you know, they're looking at people that have your voter information. And they came across a database that had the names and personal information of every person who works in an Ohio and in, in a U.S. election, the poll workers, the election officials, the uh, they has their their names, their addresses, their phone numbers, their children's names, their credit cards, their social security numbers. The database has uh, you know uh, layouts of every precinct of every uh, board of elections uh, building in the United States has all of their information. One point eight million records. The problem is that that database was on physical servers, three physical servers in Wuhan, China. Now, why everything keeps going back to Wuhan, China, I don't know. I don't, I don't get it, you know, whether it's COVID or election interference, but it, it's very, it's not like a question of whether that's true or not. There's ways when you can ping servers and look at the data to find out where they physically are at. There's also anecdotal evidence, uh, because Australia is using the same company uh, that these databases belong to. And during their election, they had problems during COVID. And when they tried to get assistance with their election software, the people weren't there because of the lockdowns in Wuhan. So that's another way to kind of identify it. But it gets worse. It gets worse than that. Uh, on these servers, they actually were able to see contracts. And let me be clear, true the vote, Greg Phillips, they did not hack into these servers. These, they did not hack these databases. They actually were open. You could, if you found them, you could actually just log into them. They weren't protected. And on these servers, they actually found... Um, hey, 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 Tom, let me jump in real quick before you tell us what's on those servers. I think that part is important, because when you and I first spoke about this, I said, wow, they out-hacked the hackers. And you said, no, you corrected me and said, no, they did not hack. But as you said, they were open, and once you found them, you can log on. Well... You have to know the logins, right? You have to. How do you how do you find out the login codes? How do you find the yep. passwords and so forth to get in? So the, these are things people are going to ask when they say, mm-hmm. "Hey, you know, is this is this on the up and up? Is this real? How did they hack? Are we not doing the same thing they're doing? And if so, how do how are these? You know, how are Greg and Catherine? And I'm not asking this, of course. You you know what I'm saying here? But when, no, I, I agree. How, I how are they question. any more How are they any more trustworthy than anybody else if they're hacking back? Uh, but but that's right. not that's not what they're doing. But I wanted to clarify that. Right, and, and so I'll answer that question uh, very concisely, and then hopefully they're going to have the video out this week 
of that session where they told us about this, where he answers it in more in depth. But here's the, the quick answer to that. They're actually like a lot, like my company, I use open source software, like MySQL is a open source software. And uh, I use Asterisk, which is a software uh, PBX. So the Chinese are actually using this open source software for this database. And in that software, there's a password that's password. And, and, if, and that's when you download the database, that password is the default password. And if you don't take it out, if you don't actually take it out, uh, you literally can use that password to get in. And so people who know this open source database system try the word password, and it works. And there it is. Okay. There Fair it enough. is. Okay. Yeah. So, so now there let's you get go. to, and, and, and I look forward to the video of them, uh, you know, with a much more in-depth explanation as to that, on that. Mm-hmm. But now let's get to the issue of what's on those servers. Okay, so on these servers, they actually found documents like contracts. And one of the companies that they found uh, on these servers is a company out of Michigan, out of East Lansing, Michigan, called Konec, K-O-N-N-E-C-H. And this company is owned by a Chinese national who's now an American citizen, and it is an American election technology company founded in 2002, and basically it creates software for thousands of election offices across North America to use in their elections. It's called Poll Chief, and this software basically handles everything uh, uh, in your election from... uh, you know, from, you know, the names of the poll workers and their payroll and all that kind of stuff, all the way through, uh, you know, mail-in ballots and, and uh, poll locations and, and, you know, all the supplies necessary to run your election. And so that became a concern because now there was evidence that, like, for instance, in the Detroit, Michigan office, that the, the data, the, the, the voting was actually going to China. And and one thing that your listeners should know is that in China, sorry about that. That was a, a pop up. Go ahead. Okay. In in China, the law is that anything that is on the internet in China belongs to the Chinese government. There is no private ownership, whether it's Google or Apple or or this Connects company. It belongs to the Chinese government. And so on their on their server. They actually found like a contract that we saw on the screen that, that you know there's physical copies of, where they this Connects company signed a contract with the uh, election officials in Detroit, Michigan, two weeks before the 2020 election, for a new software called Fast Count Software, and this software was needed because they were having trouble processing all the absentee ballots that were being dropped in the drop boxes. Well, on that contract, there, it says, where is the funding for this software coming from? And in the contract, it actually says the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, paid for the software that was being used in Detroit. So, as you can imagine... And it, li- it literally identifies not just Chinese government. It says CCP, Chinese Communist Party. Exactly right. Exactly right. Unbelievable. Okay. So, the problem was, so now you're true to vote. You're working on 2,000 mules. You come across this. You see it's a national security issue, right? This is not good that they have the names of all these election officials. That's, that's you know, what they would use for blackmail or for bribery or for other nefarious purposes. Why else would they have all that? Okay? And so 
to the vote, went and said, we've got to do something. Who do you report that to? Well, you report it to the FBI. Now, everyone at the pit meeting broke out laughing like, oh, yeah, you can trust the FBI. But, Bob, where else are you going to take it? What other choice? I do don't you know. Have? I don't know. But you know, when you told me this off the air before we came on, Tom, I had the same reaction, didn't I? I literally said, yeah. "Oh my gosh, I you, no, I wouldn't take it to the FBI. I got to find somewhere else because the FBI has proven to be untrustworthy, if not outright corrupt and contemptible uh, to people who are trying to, you know, prove malfeasance in the uh, in the in you know in the federal government. More importantly, in the federal electoral system." And and so as I continue the story, you're going to see that that's proved true again. So they go to through the vote. Greg Phelps, Catherine Engelbrecht take their data to the FBI office in Detroit, and the agents there are very interested. They start to investigate. They agree it's a national security issue. They're they're investigating this Connects company and all the individuals who are connected to it. It's it's a you know, big, it's a big network that's, you know, it's not just in Detroit, it's all over the United States. And so the investigation is going fine, and True the Vote is helping. They're providing technical assistance. They're, they're showing them where the servers are and all that. And everything's going great until, like, January of this year. In January of this year, the Detroit office calls and says, listen, this is now beyond our scope it has to go to dc you know this this is cyber you know security stuff so we got to get our cyber people involved so just want you to know it's going up to dc and then they're going to take over from there well everything flipped by march of this year the fbi in washington dc Tom, let me interrupt here because the rest of the story is the most important part of the story, and we don't have time for it right now because it's 1025. So I'm going to ask you to hold on. We're going to probably have to go to news here, and then on the other side of the news, if you're willing, tell us the 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 upshot of where we are okay. um, uh, right. once this goes to the fbi in dc to the highest authorities within the federal bureau of of intelligence um and information uh this is when things get very serious for uh, for uh katherine uh, engelbrecht and for greg phillips so i'm going to let tom finish that story it's kind of a cliffhanger here Although the reality is the story's not finished at all. It's just that now we'll get to the we'll get to the trouble that they face because of this and then the end of the story will be what can we the people do about it. So I'll let Tom Zawistowski finish that story and move forward right after this and right after the news on Always Right Radio AM fourteen twenty the answer. So, Tom, we're at this stage of the story. For those who just tuned in, super, super brief recap. Tom just told us for the last 15, 20 minutes about the situation. There was a pit meeting in Arizona last week that Tom was a part of in which uh, they were privy to all kinds of extraordinary, uh, extraordinarily dangerous uh, information with respect to the security of our elections and how so many of our votes are being cast and not going right to a ballot counter but going through China uh, and the Chinese Communist Party before being counted. Now, uh, the story that we are discussing specifically has to do with the um, investigators with True the Vote. That's Catherine Engelbrecht and her um, uh, investigator, I guess, if you will, uh, Greg Phillips, uh, both of whom were featured prominently in exposing the electoral fraud in 2000 Mules. So, Tom, if you could pick it up maybe before they decided to go to the FBI in Detroit first, then 
come back to the, the, the real current part, which is then that had to be elevated to D.C., and that's where things went off the rails. Yeah, so basically they found uh, th- these servers in Wuhan, China, physically located there uh, that had documents on them as well as records of all election workers in the United States, uh, information about all of the polling machines, all the barcodes for the, you know, the various uh, counting machines and things of that nature. And they found contracts. And these contracts showed that, you know, there are counties all over the United States, including Detroit, Michigan, that, you know, uses this Chinese company, Connects, to do everything from, you know, scheduling the poll workers to the, you know, taking track of the polling locations to, uh, you know, handling the uh, mail-in ballots for uh, U.S. elections. And so this information obviously was of concern to True the Vote because they're trying to make sure we have fair and honest elections. And they, you know, knew this was a national security concern, and they knew that they had to report it to someone. And the only one they could think of to report to, Bob, was the Federal Bureau of Investigation, the FBI. They went to the Detroit Bureau uh, because this company, Connects, was outside, located in East Lansing, outside of Detroit. An investigation began in about October of last year and continues, supposedly, to this day. But... In the um, process, Tom, t- Tom, 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 real quick, just to follow up, because you know, I've been, you know, this is hindsight, so uh, it sounds terrible to second guess them, because you know, I'm wondering why would they go to the FBI, uh, because of what we know that the FBI is. Could they have gone to an attorney first to figure out the next steps, and had they engaged legal counsel uh, since that original um, contact to the FBI in in uh, in Detroit, and before it got up to uh, to Washington? Yeah, that's part of the sad, you know, part of this story because they did. They they went to Congress. They went to congressmen like Jim Jordan and 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 asked if they could have whistleblower protection. And we're told no, you can't because you're not federal employees. They do have good lawyers. Uh, you know, they they have been very careful in handling this information because they recognize how sensitive it is. And you know, they they know that they couldn't really trust the FBI. So they've been very, very careful, okay. but they, they've also not been, they haven't lied. They haven't, you know, misrepresented themselves because you know how that goes, Bob, you know, we're going to get you on a process crime, right? We're going to, you know, we're going to do something to trick you because we can't really prove that you're doing anything wrong. And we've seen and so, that happen far too many times to Trump loyalists and supporters. Absolutely right. So okay. they, they go in good faith to the FBI in Detroit. The investigation is serious. It's being taken seriously. It's being handled. The agents there are very good to them. They, they're you know, on their side. They're working with them. Then it goes to D.C. in January of this year to be handled by you know, the Biden FBI and DOJ. And, it's, and once the cybersecurity people at the Washington you know, FBI headquarters get involved, all of a sudden the story starts flipping. And instead of, you know, true the vote, being good patriots who are bringing us to the attention of the government, turning over everything they've got, you know, not hiding anything, they start getting accused by the FBI of espionage. They start getting accused of hacking these servers and of having, you know, information they're not supposed to have. And it's gotten real ugly. Their lawyers have been involved, but they've got text messages. They've got emails from the FBI you know, throughout this whole process, documenting that they were good with this, they understand it, they're on the same page, and then it flips. 
And so now Catherine and Greg are terrified that they're going to be arrested for nothing, for not violating anything. They're going to be arrested on phony trumped-up charges. And so the reason that they had the pit meeting was because they didn't know what to do next. And so they wanted to let us know, wanted the public to know, but mostly they wanted the, the, the people who can message the public, like yourself, Bob, myself, and others, and, and basically say, here's what we got, what do we do? Because this has to stop. And so the FBI, the U.S. Federal Bureau of Investigation has had knowledge of and has seen with their own eyes these databases, these servers, these contracts. They have everything the Truth of Vote has, and they've done nothing to stop it. These same Chinese companies are running the elections in these U.S. counties right now. They've ran it through the primaries, and they're going to be you know, online in the 2022 general election. And that can't happen that has to be stopped. And so we're trying to bring attention to this at a national level. I know, Bob, you've been working with me to try to get them to uh, interview Catherine and Greg on some of the, the bigger Salem shows and things yeah. of that nature. But we got to put the FBI you know, on the defensive and say, explain yourself. What are you doing to stop these Chinese companies from handling our ballots in the 2022 election? Because... We just can't have that. You can't have a fair election when China's counting the ballots. Yeah, we're, we're talking to Tom Zawistowski, and of course you can't. You know, I'm looking at some of these accusations of international espionage, and they are accusing True the Vote, Catherine and her team, of stealing the physical servers, like backing a, like you'd see on a, on a, on a security camera, backing a, <clears throat> A van or a cargo truck up to, uh, up to the, to the buildings and, and physically ripping these servers out and carrying them off. Uh, and then hacking into the Chinese servers in communist China to get the information. I mean, on, on what are they basing charges like that? Are there physical servers that have been, that have been obtained, uh, that were in the possession of True the Vote? Where do they come up with this kind of a charge? Yeah, I mean, it, it shows you how inept they are, how, you know, bogus their claims are. No, there were no physical servers stolen. You know that that's ridiculous. And 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 you know to even make that you know accusation it shows that they're not serious because if they just you know do what any you know qualified technical person would do, they could confirm that they didn't steal the servers. They they could confirm where the data came from. It's all bogus. And so we're back. You know we're right where we know we are. We've got a corrupt politicized FBI and DOJ, and unfortunately, and you and I know this, your listeners know this, the Biden administration is in bed with the Chinese, from Hunter Biden on down, from Susan Rice to you know Kamala Harris. Go look at Kamala Harris's uh, husband and where he gets his money and where they've gotten their money. They're all on the dole from China. And so okay. now we've got the FBI covering for China to corrupt our elections. It's outrageous. So the critics of your argument and the presentation and the evidence that was given at the pit meeting and so forth, they're going to say, if the Chinese Communist Party is literally controlling our elections, that the votes are going through Wuhan, China, which, of course, is 
more than just coincidental because of all of the cities in a massive, the most highly populated nation in the in in the world. Um, it's that one city again. The same city that released the virus is the city in which these servers are being held, and they're running the American elections. They're going to say, first of all, that doesn't smell right. Uh, you find the same boogeyman that you found the first time around. I'm just giving you what they're what they're saying. Sure. And then yeah. second thing they're going to say is, if the Chinese were controlling the election in 2020, why did there need to be all of the Dropbox issues that were featured in uh, in uh, uh, in 2000 Mules. Why did there need to be electoral fraud specifically among other bad actors in Arizona or in Michigan or in or in Georgia, et cetera? Why would they need to be, you know, ballots taken out, physical ballots taken out after the uh, counting had ended for the night and people were supposed to have been gone and then caught on security camera pulling out more ballots? Why would all of that need to be done if the Chinese could just manipulate their little server machines and beep, beep, boop, the vote comes in, the vote uh, one way, it goes out the other way uh, to their favorite candidate that they think is going to be beneficial to them? Yeah, and the answer to that is that the Chinese, you know, don't have uh, contracts with every state in every, you know, county board of elections. They have lots of them and some key ones, but not all of them. And so, you know, the left, and, and there's a great video, which was played, Trevor Loudon, I think many of your listeners know Trevor, I think you know Trevor, uh, he's from New yeah, Zealand, he's, he's a great guy, great patriot, great website, and his area of expertise is, you know, international uh, you know, communism and, and their attempts to overthrow the United States. He was the closing speaker. He led up, he did a presentation that led up to Catherine and Greg disclosing this information to us. That speech is on our website at wethepeopleconvention.org, and you should watch it. All of your listeners should watch it because he explains just how deep all these Dropbox issues with 2,000 mules were orchestrated by communist-controlled organizations in the key states. He names them by name. He shows you the pictures of the people who led them. And so you will see how, and again, it's against the law for any foreign country to interfere in our elections in any way. Well, the Chinese funded these people in, in, in California, in Wisconsin, in Georgia, in other places. And so go to wethepeopleconvention.org and look for the uh, Trevor Loudon video. You'll see it under articles and watch it. I took it you know, from the, the stream that we did, and, and it, it explains a lot. And it'll make you understand how this is all connected. Yeah, I will share that on uh, my page as well on alwayswrite.us and get as much access to it as possible. But then the end of the story for now is is where do we go? Because you said you've talked to members of Congress, including Congressman Jordan, who said we can't do anything because you're not an actual uh, federal employee. You're not a, you're not you don't get whistleblower protection. But even if they don't get whistleblower protection, what about just the evidence that they have uncovered? What about hey, what will you do to secure our elections, even if you can't protect us? We have given you information that the American elections, not just once, but in an ongoing manner, are being influenced by foreign countries. What can or will you do about it? Um, They're getting no response on that front either, right? Right, and that's what's very concerning. So, for instance, I had a conversation with Jay Sekulow, the head of the ACLJ, uh, who was the one that represented me when the Obama administration targeted the Tea Parties, and I was the lead plaintiff. And I'm trying to get Jay and others to figure out how can, for instance, if, if they arrest Catherine and Greg, 
and it's it's going to be held, the, you know, the grand jury or whatever's in Washington, D.C., what chance of a fair trial do you have? Do you even get to present your evidence? Under what circumstances do you get to present your evidence? There are no fair trials there. And so I'm trying to see if Jay and, and other attorneys are involved to see if you can make sure that, well, they're based in Texas. Can, can, if they get arrested, can they be you know, uh, able to be in a Texas court? Because that's the problem. Where do you go for justice in a nation where there is no justice? Yeah. The Department of Justice is the Department of Injustice. So our biggest weapon right now is going to be political pressure, our public pressure from people screaming at their boards of elections, are you working with this Connects company? Um, I hope to have a list of all the companies, all the, the counties in the, state, in the United States that have contracts with them, because voters should be going to these monthly meetings these boards of elections have and saying, are you doing business with these Chinese companies involving our elections? We want you to stop. So we're going to try to instigate that as a, a method. But but it's dicey, Bob, and, and quite frankly, Catherine and, and Greg don't know where to turn, and we're all just trying to help by making the public know and make them call their attorneys. Like, for instance, the ERIC system. I know you know what that is, but the ERIC system is, is this, you know, George Soros-funded you know, trust group that takes that Ohio's Secretary of State gives them our entire voter rolls, and they claim that they're going to clean them up and get rid of the dead people and the people who've moved, and then give them back to Ohio. And in fact, what they're doing is inserting people that they can use for absentee balloting who aren't legitimate voters at all. The voter rolls are so bad, it's unbelievable, and we've got to get that out of, we've got to get Ohio to stop using Eric because it's not cleaning the voter rolls. It's making the voter rolls so you can them. cheat. Yeah. That's right. Well, and Tom, so we're, it is, we're working on that. Yeah, this is this is uh, quite overwhelming. If you take it all, you know, in a in in in, a, in one big you know fell swoop like that, there's a lot to fight. But we do need to try to isolate and compartmentalize and figure out what we can do. I would highly urge people to watch the video that Tom is talking about and read his read and as watch as much as you can on his website, We the People Convention uh, website, and. Um, uh, and contact, you know, Representative Jordan. Contact who, whichever, uh, you know, member of Congress you happen to be uh, in that district, and and say, look, we want some investigation done here. We want some investigation done here about what True the Vote has discovered. We want uh, some investigation as to what the FBI is doing about what is very provable with respect to the Chinese election, or excuse me, the Chinese election interference rather in the American elections, and what they're going to do to uh, Catherine and Greg. You know, it's funny, Tom. You know, we're sitting here as American citizens wondering, oh, my gosh, if they can do what they did to Donald Trump, a former president, uh, you know, in Mar-a-Lago, what can they do to a regular old schmo like you and me if they find that we've crossed them in some way? Well, we're about to find out. Catherine Engelbrecht might not be a regular schmo, neither is Greg Phillips, because of their, you know, the fame that they gained through the movie and through True the Vote. But um, we're about to see another example of American citizens being targeted by the government for daring to disclose or shine a spotlight on some of their own corruption or at the bare minimum, their refusal to deal with corruption from a foreign country intervening in American elections. That's exactly right, but I want to leave with a positive note. Ladies and gentlemen, we, the American people, can fix this. 
We just need to let our voices be heard. We need to continue to ask these questions. We need to continue to get, you know, these people who are supposed to work for us to do their jobs. There's another very good video uh, that they put out about election certification that they put out the pit. And if you can, I, I ask you to go to WeThePeopleConvention.org, and there's a little orange button that says the podcast. And if you go to that page, you'll see links to all the stories I covered in my podcast. And there's a link about a certification law. Bob, it's unbelievable that most of the elections that were certified in 2020 were illegally certified because they did not follow the law, including civil rights law, that shows what they must do to before they can certify an election. And, and here's the best part that we learned at the pit meeting. They can, people in boards of elections can be personally held accountable if they serve and certify an election without doing all the things to make sure the election was handled according to U.S. law. Election law, civil rights laws, a whole bunch of laws. That video is also linked on our podcast page. I ask people to watch that. It will give you hope that if you can go to your board of elections and say, we want you to tell us that you've gone through all these steps to certify the machines, the process, you know, the, the employees, everything before you certify. It will stop a lot of this lawlessness. We can never give up. We have to defend our right to vote. We have to defend our liberty. And I don't want people to be afraid. I want them to be emboldened, and I want them to fight for their liberty. That is a great message. That is a good way to end the conversation. Tom, thanks for putting in the overtime here. I know you've been working very hard on this. I didn't intend to keep you for nearly an hour, but I'm glad you did, and I hope people will understand this and go to WeThePeopleConvention.org and watch these videos and learn more. And more than that, become activists and actually try to get something done uh, with our legislators and local elections boards and so forth uh, to try to rectify the situations. Tom Zawistowski, thank you, my friend. Thank you, Bob. 10.55. Wow. That's a mouthful. I'm looking at the uh, videos right now. I'm looking at Trevor Loudon's video, uh, which is on the page as well. All these things that Tom is talking about, you have to settle in. It's going to take some time. Some of these are lengthy, but I think they're worth our investigation. If we care at all about this republic and the integrity of our election system. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.